Welcome to Dispatches from the Suburban Zoo. We are a group of four women who originally met as part of a book club and decided to podcast to channel our creative energy. Collectively, we are moms to seven boys and five girls from preschooler to teenager. I'm Mary, recovering lawyer, aspiring writer, and obsessive furniture rearranger. I'm Jocelyn. I'm a parent to three tweens, and I spend my time doting on my dog, my house plants, and renovating my mid-century house. I'm Shana. I'm an engineer with three sons, two cats, a mom with dementia. I'm now panic planning, moving all of us across country to Texas. And Jessica is out this week, but she'll be back for our next episode. Okay, today we're going to get kind of specific to talk about language, the language we use with our kids, language we used when we were kids, language we use about our kids and because of our kids. I can think of a few choice words I use because of my children. I became aware pretty quickly after becoming a parent of the fact that my family was coming up with like our own weird vocabulary. And one day I just looked around and realized that my husband and I were talking to each other about like the milky in the dino cup. And we were like, who have we become? (laughs) Um, And so my youngest is almost three. And here's an example. We feel like we're walking on eggshells with her all of the time. If you've ever had a three-year-old, you know what I'm talking about. And she gets super mad if I say like it's dinner time, but all I have to do is tell her it's snack time. Even if snack is like spaghetti and meatballs. And she's like, yeah, sounds good. So it just makes (laughs) The words we use are important and I just think it's, it's super interesting. So I want to talk to you guys about the words you use and the words you have used and words that you no longer used. So here's a quick question that always intrigues me. Were you guys uh, with your spouses and I'm pregnant couple, or were you a we're pregnant couple? I was definitely an I'm pregnant couple since I was the only one that was puking every time I smelled salad greens, <laughs> I was the only one who was pregnant. I was fine with we're expecting or something like that, or we're having a baby, but I'm pregnant, except that I'm not. So don't think that this is an announcement. <laughs> we're going to cut that out of context and put that at the top, <laughs> the top I'm of pregnant. the app. Yes, I don't, I don't want to talk about being pregnant and have my parents listen and be like, yay, finally. Yeah, no, I didn't even really like the word pregnant. It sounded too clinical. And then for a while, I was like using the word preggers, which then a friend was like, that makes me want to vomit. So I didn't do that. (laughs) And I would say mostly like we're expecting, if we're expecting a child, you know, we're expecting a baby. I don't really say pregnant very often. Like if someone's like, I mean, hopefully no one was, are you pregnant? You know, then I'd be like, no. And now you made me feel bad. Uh, (laughs) definitely been asked if I was pregnant before and I wasn't. Okay. Here's one. Oh, but for the record, I was an, I was an, I'm pregnant. We're having a baby. Okay. Do you and your spouse call each other mom and dad in front of the kids when the kids aren't there at all? No, I hate it. It, I, I think it's gross. I can't stand it. I will say to the kids, like, go ask Dayu, go find Dayu. What did Dayu say? But if we're talking to each other, And I almost never, sadly, use my husband's name unless I'm mad. It's always like some term of endearment. So I I do not like it. And as a side, I also don't like it when we refer to the grandparents by the grandparent name instead of like the parent name. Like (gasps) if my husband will be talking to his mom and be like, it's your turn, Oma, and we're playing a game and there's no kids around. She hates it. I hate it. I'm like, 
call them by the parent name. That is your mother, not your grandmother. So that bugs me too. I'm guilty of doing that. I call, I do that. Well, you, I'm sorry. I don't know. And why do I do it? I'm just trying to think. I think it, sometimes I feel like it sounds less harsh. Like if I'm talking to my in-laws and I'm, and I'm like, do you mind helping me with something? I feel like if I say Grammy, it sounds gentler. I don't know. Um, and occasionally I'll do it to my mom too. Not when I'm alone with her, but when the kids are near. Yeah. I feel like if the kids are in the area, that's okay. But if you are like literally addressing that person as uh, a name that does not apply to them, it bugs me. Mary, as a side note, do you feel awkward calling your in-laws by their first names or do you like not really know what to call them? No, I feel perfectly comfortable calling them by their first names. I feel like it's endearing to use their grandparent name. Like it's cozier a little bit. I don't know. I would, but I'm perfectly comfortable using their first names. We definitely do not call each other mom and dad other than, you know, if I'm telling the kids go give this to dad or something. And I remember my dad going through a brief stage with that, with my mom, when I was a kid and he would be like, here you go, mother, while we were at the table. And for the record, we didn't even call her mother ourselves. And she would get so mad yelling at him. (laughs) So it would never cross my mind to call Chris dad to his face, because I think it's weird anyway, but I grew up with my mom shrieking about it. One thing that reminded me, Jocelyn, was you asked Mary, like, are you, do you feel uncomfortable calling your in-laws by their first name? I do not call my in-laws by their first name. Art does not call mine by their first name. I don't know if it's like a South Georgia thing or what, but when we got married, Art's mom laid out some very difficult rules where she said, don't call me mom. You already have a mom. Don't call me Bea. Um, I'm not your peer. Don't call me. Wait, pause. Bea. You got to, that's her name. Sorry. That's her. Oh, (laughs) sorry. I thought it was like a Dutch, a Dutch. uh... Yeah. Sorry. Don't call me by my first name because you're not my peer. Don't call me mom because you already have one. And then I was like, I don't, I don't know what else there is. So for years, years, I didn't address her at all. If I wanted to ask her something, I'd be like, would you like some coffee or tea? And then everyone would look to be like, who am I talking to? And I'd be like, I'm making eye contact with you. And so now I call them like mom and pop or mom and dad or whatever, even though I have my own. What were you supposed to call her? She said, don't do this. Don't do that. But was there a, here's what I would like. That would have been helpful. She did sign all her cards, like the Dutch word for mother, like mooder. And, but that just sounded so weird when I don't speak Dutch. So I'd be like mooder and Vater. You sound like Dwight Schrute at yeah. that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so did, did she want Mrs.? Was she hoping for like Mrs.? I don't honestly know because she didn't really ever tell me. And now I just finally like five years in was just like, I'm just calling you mom. I don't even care. And she broke into tears because I was quote, finally comfortable enough to call her mom. And I was like, I would have been fine all this time, but you know, did she just just... like black out and forget what she told (laughs) you? (laughs) Oh yeah. And because I'm nice and kind, I reminded her. So Uh, oh, I would have done the same thing. One thing I like about in the South, which I, you know, maybe that I should have done this, but a lot of times like say, my husband's friends, parents, so they're, you know, like my parents age, they would say, you can call me mama Taylor. 
And so it's like, it's nicer than Mrs. Taylor or whatever, but it's also sort of like a mom because you're a friend of the family. But honestly, I really like, we had um, several Korean friends and they call everybody auntie and uncle. And mm -hmm. like, if you're, if you're my good friend, you would, you'd be auntie Mary to my kids. And I think that's really cool. I like, I do like titles. I'm, I mean, my cat is Prince Xander. I am a fan of titles. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the auntie and uncle thing too, especially for close friends. I think it's nice to have something more familiar. And as a side note, I hate when doctors and people at the school call me mom mm. again, not with the kids saying like, Oh, give this to your mom, but okay, mom, you can go into the classroom now. Hate it. I would rather they just don't address me as anything. Just say you can go into the classroom. Lady. I'm not their mom. Yeah. And my daughter's current pediatrician won me over at the beginning of the first visit when she called me by my name and never called me mom. I actually love it. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I, I'm totally serious. I think it's because it's like they're acknowledging like the important person for them to know is not me. It's my child. And I'm mm -hmm. just like a supporting role even if I'm paying the bill or remembering to pick up the prescription or whatever. And I mean, yeah, like my name would be very nice as well, but I'm, I much more care that they know my kid than they know me. That makes sense. And I think it's like, I, I mean, like I said before with the grandparent name, I don't know. I think it's like kind of familiar in a nice way, even though I could totally see how it could be interpreted negatively. I took my 15 year old to the bank today to get his ATM cards situated with his Apple pay. It wasn't working. And the, the lady that waited on us there called me mommy, which oh, I was no. like, I'm no, now no, no. creeped out. Yeah. It was really. And then called my mom like nanny. Cause my mom came with us of course, cause she goes everywhere with us. And so she was like, okay, um, Mr. Zach and mommy and nanny. And I was like, Oh, this is weird. Well, that escalated. Yeah. I don't like that real fast. I was like, and we're out. What <laughs> an assumption too. What if nanny was like, I'm her sister, like get out of here. <laughs> she might say that. Jeez. All right. Um, are there words that you use now as part of your daily vocabulary that you were not allowed to use as a child, like those illicit words? And do you feel the same thrill that I feel when I say, but with abandon because we were <laughs> not allowed to say that word in my house growing up. And now I just say it whenever I feel like it. Cause I'm a grown up. You are. Um, I was not allowed to say that sucks when I was a teen and my mom thought it sounded so ugly. And I say it all the time. Now my kids say it. I don't care. I've never, I don't know that I really get a thrill out of it per se, but I do remember when I was a kid, my neighbor wasn't allowed to say fart. They had to say fluff. <laughs> like I fluffed. And I remember saying fart in front of her and feeling like, yeah, I said it. That's right. <laughs> so for me, as a kid, I definitely the same as Jocelyn wasn't allowed to say sucks, which I say now and my kids say a fair amount, which is weird because I will still reprimand them. I will still be like, you should say stinks. <laughs> sucks is not nice. That sucks that you said that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll say it. I will say there's not any words that I couldn't say growing up that I say now, especially with abandon, but in my, let's say early twenties, late, late teens, 
I would definitely flaunt it in front of my mom. I would be like, oh, my ass hurts. Or <laughs> acting like an ass. Like that was like the worst you could say. And but and sucks. And so I say, like, for me, I don't really take any thrill. I'm not a huge language person in general. But oh, I just said, but <laughs> there are words in our house that are verboten for different reasons. But is one of those because it is used all mm. the time especially by the youngest but all the boys throughout their lives have overused it so the frequency it cannot be used and it's just a little crass I don't know if it's the way they say it like you know Mary you're probably like don't make me pop you on your butt and that sounds like nice and cute and they'll be like yeah my butt itches or (laughs) smell like butt like the way they say it is just so gross it's too descriptive so we that's verboten that reminds me of a word we had to ban in our house that I was definitely allowed to say growing up and is not a bad word, which is dude. And it's for exactly the same reason you say, Shana. It's because the tone was just unacceptable. It would be like, honey, could you please pick up that dirty towel you threw on the floor? And it, the answer would be like, later, dude. And I was just like, <laughs> no, nope. I maybe should address like the whole situation, but I'm going to choose to single out the word dude, because like, that's the easiest thing to single out in that, that whole problem. So we had to say no more dude for like a good six months. Yeah. We have words like that too, that we've banned basically because of the attitude behind them. So if you're using a word to insult somebody else, that to me is far worse than using the word in general. So if you're saying that's stupid, I don't care. If you're saying you're stupid, then I'm going to ban it just as an example. All right. What about, uh, how, I don't know what word to use private parts. We see that in our house. Do you guys use like anatomical words? Um, the other day, my three-year-old was just about to take a bath with her older brother And she looks, she beholds his naked body and goes, Hey, I like your peanuts. (laughs) And I was like, that'll work. That's fine. Um, I know it's yeah. Anyway. So what do you guys, what do you guys do in your family for that? We use anatomical words. Yeah. We pretty much always have. I think when the kids were little, they might've said something like booty or whatever, but basically they've always known the words. And then I do think it's hilarious when kids have mix-ups like that. Like we always joke in our family because my niece apparently walked in on her dad peeing not that long ago and was like, Oh, hi dad. Um, I like your vagina tail. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. So of course that was retold at like an extended family dinner and everyone thought it was hilarious. So we say that all the time too. We have also picked up on our nephew calls his, his tenders. And so now we say (laughs) tenders, which is so funny. You know, we've all often been like your personal areas, but if we're talking about a specific thing, we usually just use Dutch words. You know, Art's mom is Dutch. We use a lot of Dutch words for stuff, even dessert, you know, but we have pimol and Billa, that's your penis and your butt. I would say like vagina hasn't come up all that often. And when it has, it's been more like your lady parts. And, uh, but I'm like, that isn't super descriptive, but I would say we would use the German word more often than not for, yeah, I don't guess we say English words that much for it, but it also doesn't come up except the word pimol is used 
all the time. So <laughs> oh, I know people because of your family. Yes. So if we were not using the Dutch word, I'm sure we would hear penis nonstop, but instead people just, it sounds better. I just like it. So yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have to deal with potty talk? I mean, I know we're talking <laughs> about, <laughs> you're like, uh-huh. we're talking about like, you know, referring to body parts for good reason, but like, did your kids devolve into poo-poo? Oh my gosh. Constantly. They still do. Although it's not as bad as it was a couple years ago, which I would say was the peak, but I, it just exhausts me. I'm over it. I've heard it so much over the years. So we went for a while where they had to go into the bathroom if they started that whole going down that whole road. And it didn't actually stop them from saying it. They just went into the bathroom a lot. We did the same thing. We had to say, if you need to say potty words, go into the bathroom. And sometimes Zach, when he was younger, would just excuse himself. Well, I guess they all did it. Wyatt less so, but excuse himself, go into the bathroom and just yell out fart. (laughs) And our youngest who's 10 now, and he still is having issues with the potty words, but the uh, other two who are 13 and 15 are kind of over it, but he likes to use the same he likes to say multiple words for the same thing. So he'll like say P. Okay, fine. Then PLOS, which is Dutch. And then urine and like all of the words he can think of rapid fire. It's like machine gun potty words. <laughs> it's just, yeah, like you said, it's exhausting. I get so tired of the pee and the poop. Next, I want to talk about something that I do a lot, which is use this coded language saying something when I mean something else. So Usually it's through clenched teeth and I want to say something much less kind and much less appropriate when I will say to one of my children, use your good brain. And what I really want to say is like, stop being such an ass. And whenever I hear my husband say it or whenever I say it, my husband hears me, we both know we're like, Ooh, maybe we need to step in and, uh, <laughs> and help out <laughs> because I'm on the edge and I don't know what else to say, but I'm like, use that beautiful brain in your head and come up with a better solution. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I'm scared. Yeah. Of that. And it's just like, the words aren't that bad, but like, what I mean is, is a lot of anger. Do you guys have things like that? Like coded language? Oh, definitely. We use de-escalate a lot, which, I mean, we have conversations about like, I see that you're escalating this situation rather than trying to de-escalate it. So it has its legitimate uses, but frequently when it is between clenched teeth, like de-escalate, it really means just like cut that shit out. (laughs) We have a couple of things for years. I thought that I was doing really well by not yelling at the boys and having a very quiet, possibly teeth clenched voice. Turns out that they've been calling me angry alligator behind my back for (laughs) years and just recently told me about it. They're like, Hey, mom's got her angry alligator voice, which I thought I was super in control of my emotions. And then they knew. So I I thought that was working. It was not. But um, one thing that we say all the time is like, please be a help, not a hurt, which again, means the same thing. And then the one that is said way too much and I want to stab myself for frequency is don't parent your brother. That's my job. But I'm basically like, stop being a big fat jerk. So lots be, of those. Be a help, not a hurt reminds me of what I used to say when my kids were 
a bit younger, which was, are you doing good listening? Come on now, do good listening. And my mom <laughs> heard me say that one time and she's like, I'm sorry, do you mean obey me? And I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is 2015. We don't say that. We say do good listening. And she's like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta cut that out. That sounds ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah. yeah so does be a help, not a hurt, but you know, Hey, that's what I'm going to say. All right. And I mean it. Okay. Next question. Do your kids have words that they use that confuse you? So like, I know Jess said to us, sometime when we were talking that her kids call her a boomer. And I'm like, that is first of all, historically inaccurate. She is not of the boomer generation, but I know her kids are not the only ones who like just call like anyone they think of as old, a boomer. My daughter who's 11 uses glitchy a lot Mm. and satisfying. And I remember (laughs) when we were growing up, at least where I lived, we just like started using the word random just to refer to everything that were like, even things that were not actually random. We'd be like that random boy. That's so random. And I remember my parents being like, I think you use that word too much. Do any of your kids, your teens or tweens, especially use words that you're like, ah, that's not the way it's meant to be used. By the way, as a side note, I had completely forgotten about random Mary, but I remember going through that same stage and my mom saying the exact same things. I think the same thing also happened with awkward. Oh, that's so awkward. Awkward. Yeah. Yannick used awkward to say that in his random. crib. He would be in his crib and like somebody would be, fighting, <laughs> and be like, awkward. And it was very, very upsetting that he knew how to use it appropriately at age two. That's really funny. Um, Yeah. My kids also say, okay, boomer, especially my 13 year old. So I have taken to responding with him. Okay. Zoomer whenever he's being particularly teenagery. And I find that endlessly amusing. I mostly try not to listen to my teenagers when they talk because we now have two, but I do know that like they're texting, everything is shorter. So I get completely eviscerated all the time for my quote long paragraph text and that all my friends have long paragraph texts but they also talk that way too so that everything has to be shortened which I hate for example you're random if I would say that's random they would say that's rando and I'm like it's the same number of syllables it's not really shortening it but it is like if you (laughs) typed it so they'll say I mean, luckily they don't say like LOL or anything like that. We had a girl in our carpool talked like text talk. She'd be like, JK, JK, JK for just kidding, but not. So it's either shortened or repeated like four times. Like Zach has gotten on the habit of from Brooklyn Nine-Nine going like, cool, 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 cool. I'm like, it just needs to be said once. Again, see my (laughs) aforementioned problem with repetition. So it's either shortened, really small, like adorbs. I can't stand the word adorbs. Like, just say adorable. It's fine. Just say that. That's just me being old. And, uh, or it's like repeated ad nauseum for no reason. That's what I've seen. Shana, that's hilarious. (laughs) Anyway, that reminds me of a question I had, which is (laughs) words that parents use that bother the kids. So like Jocelyn, you mentioned your kids don't like it when you say Zoomer. And then Shana, you were saying that your kids get annoyed with your long texts. I remember when I was a teenager and I started going to like see concerts and my mom always referred to them specifically as 
rock concert. And it was like work to get those words out of her mouth. I mean, I guess she was like differentiating from the symphony that I was definitely not attending. Um, But I was just like, please don't say rock concert. I don't know. That just like really rubbed me the wrong way. Did you guys have this experience either with your parents or as the dorky parent now? I am definitely the dorky parent right now. Every Everything I say is wrong. Everything is either too old or this is the worst for all of our boys, even the 10-year-old who doesn't do any texting. But if I say anything with social media, especially if I use the word TikTok or Instagram, our boys instantly wail and cringe. And I shouldn't be talking about that. That is for their generation. That is not something that I should know anything about. And I need to just shut my mouth. So the thing that my mom said that drove me crazy when I was a teenager was she would always ask about if my friends were dating. Is so-and-so dating this person? Are they dating? And I was like, mom, nobody's dating. They're going out. And she thought it was particularly hilarious, especially when we were younger, because she was like, well, where are they going? And I was like trying to explain to her in a cool way that (laughs) it just means they hold hands in the hallway, mom, stop asking where they're going. They're going behind the dumpster (laughs) to make out. (laughs) Exactly. That reminds me of something my mom would say, the specific word, which was, quote, friend. So nobody had a boyfriend and nobody had a girlfriend. They just had a friend until engagement. Like literally Matt was my friend until we got engaged and we were like, you know, mid twenties, like very seriously dating. We were friends. Okay. What was the context for that? Like, how did she say that? Mm. You've met Mary's friend, Matt. And I'm like, so she said friend with like a heavy (laughs) emphasis on it so that we know what kind of friend he is. It sounded heavy to my ear, but that was probably my own interpretation. Well, that's hilarious. I recently humiliated our oldest because he had a girlfriend for a time and they were not calling themselves girlfriend and boyfriend. I don't know what they were calling themselves. I don't really know. But so I stopped referring to her as his girlfriend because that irritated him. And I started calling her his special lady friend. And he was very upset <laughs> by that. What movie is that from? Is that from I the don't big know. Lebowski? Shana, what did he think that you should be calling them? Or should you just never have mentioned it? I should with? never speak about it or even hint about it. So I, you I, should I, just drive him to her house and let it go. Yes, I don't have to. I don't, why do we have to have titles and why do we have to define relationships? Just he never said that, but I imagine that's what's happening in his mind is like, why do we have to define things? I don't know. Special lady friends sound good to me, not to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lightning round. What is the most ridiculous family nickname for something that you guys have used in earnest in your home. I've been binging life in pieces. Thanks to both of you for reminding me of that show. And they, a couple of times, like through multiple episodes, which I appreciate refer to raisins as turds. I think the grandmother initially is like (laughs) putting raisins on cottage cheese on toast and is like, 
I call it turds in the snow. And then like you hear in a later episode, someone just being like, want some turds. And I want to, I want to start doing that too. So do you guys have any zingers that uh, I could adopt in my house? Well, also thanks to life in pieces, we call hot dogs, wizard fingers about 99% of the time now. Amazing. So something I think Zach started, he had a really hard time talking. Um, So he was two and only had a few words, but he ended everything with the letter Y. And we still say things like, Ooh, I'm coldy or, Oh, that's saddy. Everything ends in Y. And like, he still says it. And my family says it. My sisters say it. They'll be like, Ooh, that is coldy. So we have a lot of things (laughs) that end like all of his stuffed animals were named like ducky. He just, you know, likes to end things with the letter Y, but we still do it. We still say it, all of us. Ours is wet water treatment. That is how we refer to getting your hair wet and washing it with shampoo (laughs) is giving yourself a wet water treatment. I don't know. It started in bath time, I guess. And uh, I mean, clearly it started in bath time and um, my husband made it up to like entice the children to get their heads wet and wash them and it's stuck. And now we say what, and it sounds like a nice like spa thing, but it's really just like dad dumping cups of water on your head. <laughs> it sounds fancy. It does sound fancy. I might have to start using that. Mm-hmm. It does. All right, guys. Well, it was a lot of fun talking about words with you. Uh, I love to think about this stuff and it was fun to hear about the way you guys used language in your home. You've been listening to Dispatches from the Suburban Zoo. You can find us on Twitter at Suburban Zoo and on Instagram at Suburban Zoo Pod. And if you like the show, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and review and tell a friend (laughs) in a different order than what I just said. (laughs) And as slow as possible.